0: They had given him his own curtains. That was something. Curtains and a window. But not a view. That was asking too much. That didn't stop him staring out of it, though. Staring and thinking. Some days that was all he did, because he had nothing else to do. Just stare and think. There wasn't much to look at. Sometimes he counted the pigeons. Tried to identify them by their markings, individualize them, anthropomorphize them even, give them names, assign character traits. That was when he knew he had been staring too long. He would be dressing them up in little waistcoats next. So instead he would sit on the bed, turn his attention inwards rather than outwards. He would think about things he had read in books, the penciled notes he had made in the margins. The books now sat permanently on his shelf— he didn't take them down much anymore. He had looked at them so often he had memorised the bits he liked. The important bits. One of the main things he thought about was time. It occupied his mind a lot, and he had read plenty of books on it, with all sorts of theories. How it wasn't a straight line, how it twisted, stretched, how sometimes it seemed short but was actually long— how it would loop in on itself, how it could fool you into thinking it was one thing when it was really another. He applied the things he had read to his own life, his own situation, the way it seemed short but was actually long, although most days it was the opposite, seeming long but actually short. No, not most days, all days. And nights. The nights were worse than the days. Because he kept having the same dream over and over, night after night, for years since he had first arrived. He would dream his own death. And it was always a slow death cancer, MS, AIDS, something like that. Something he couldn't stop, couldn't cure. Parts of him would be taken away, bit by bit. His body would become a cage with him trapped inside. Sometimes it took everything away and left only his voice a small, weak voice, screaming silently within, ignored, unheard. When he woke up, the dream would still be with him, clinging, convincing him he was dead. He would have to force himself to believe he was alive. Then he would lie in the dark, hearing the groans and cries from beyond his door, and think about being dead. His body rotted, his mind dissipated, no longer existing, no thoughts. No life. No memories. Just... nothing. And then he would feel more alone than he had ever believed a human being could feel. Eventually morning would come, and another day would start, the same as the last one, the same as the next. Dragging a greater piece of the dream with him every time he woke, barely existing until he existed no more. Until he eventually became nothing. Now he was just a collection of memories, and memories he knew were as reliable as time. If you told someone a table was a chair, and you told them long enough and loud enough, they would eventually believe you, and that was what had happened to his memories. They had told him what he had done, what had caused it, what had happened as a result, and even though he hadn't believed them and had fought against them, pitted his own memories against theirs. Theirs had been stronger, and theirs had won. It had taken years, but eventually he had accepted what they said as truth, that their memories were his, that he had done what they said he had done. It had been easier once he had let them implant their events into his mind. They had started to be nicer to him, talked about letting him go. Time might even have speeded up, but it may have just been playing tricks on him once again. Or not, because the day had come, and it was today. No more staring at the curtains, no more sitting in his room with his memorized books, dreaming of living death. He would be out. He would be free. They all told him it was a good thing, that it must be what he wanted, and he had agreed with them because that was what they wanted to hear, and if they were pleased, he was pleased.